0: It was a huge mistake for him to be uh, championing um, sending money to Ukraine at the expense of trying to uh, figure out our border
1: problem first. McConnell's problem is that he doesn't actually talk to or listen to voters or his members. I mean, do you know, I don't think I've had a conversation with McConnell in over a year. I mean, this is remarkable. The guy, he's completely bubble
2: wrapped. Do you have concerns about him?
3: Well, everybody does. Uh, you know the direction we took on this. Got to have leadership. I think he needs to. Uh, there'll be a lot of talk about it. You know when we come back. I promise you.
2: Now this has in large part has to do with his handling of this Ukraine package. This is a massive, massive bill. Not just Ukraine. It's ninety-five billion dollars. Sixty billion dollars goes to Ukraine. You see another fourteen billion to Israel. There's humanitarian aid. There's also the Indo-American uh, Pacific, uh, Indo-Pacific partners, I should say. Um, Look, he was one of 17 Republicans who voted to advance this package. He's in the minority of the conference. But still, there are still a sizable amount of McConnell supporters within the conference who say that if he wants to, he could lead this conference. He can.
0: There's no question in my mind that as of right now today, Mitch is the leader and he would have more than a majority support in the conference.
2: And the question is, does he want to? Kevin Kramer, who is the North Dakota Republican, told me he said he's the world's greatest vote counter, and I don't know what he might want to do. What I can't imagine is why he would want to run (laughs) again. You had the Trump factor to it. This has been a complicated series of months for the the Republican leader.
4: Yeah, and I think if Trump is president again, it's very hard to imagine that Mitch McConnell would want to hang around or that he could hang around, uh, just given where his conference is. I mean, it's interesting with McConnell because he has increasingly been out of step with his conference. He voted for the bipartisan infrastructure package. He voted for gun reform. Now he's pushing this Ukraine aid package. But What's important to point out is that McConnell hasn't changed or evolved. It's the Republican Party mm-hmm. that is evolving underneath him, and that's what we're seeing play out on Capitol Hill.
0: This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going to medieval on these people. Because I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen.
1: And where do people like that go to share the big
0: lie? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this
2: country will be saved.
3: War Room. Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 12 February, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I want to thank all the war room posse who, over the weekend, uh, as Grace and Moe put up the uh, the getter feed and the rumble feed, joined us, you know, hundreds of thousands of people we've accumulated over the weekend to watch what went out in the Senate. Uh, and we had some highlights. You had a four-hour speech on Saturday by Senator Mike Lee. You had other, uh, you had other great senators up there. But this thing is a... I, I can't even begin to describe how horrible uh, what they're doing in Republicans. And I'm gonna get to this a minute, Mark Wayne, uh, was it Mullins uh, in the um, in Senate the Oklahoma, Oklahoma and South Dakota, I, I just don't get it. I don't get these big MAGA Trump states sending these senators that are absolutely awful. There's some senators right now working with House members to try to work on a concept called a discharge petition. We're going to get to all that day. We're going to walk through you going to the ramparts, uh, getting Bill Blaster, the app that lets you get right to these folks. Uh, but you talk about a, um, a lesson in civics in modern America. It was this weekend in the United States Senate, to be just blunt about it, having not being able to pass the uh, the uh, invasion authorization bill. That would have destroyed this country, having shut this down. Now they're going exactly what they promised they would never do. Never do. And that is to do essentially clean Ukraine, a Ukraine bill. Even Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham, credit to him, but I realize, you know, he's always bobbing and weaving. He gave a great speech that I'm not going to the Munich Security Conference. I'm going to go to the southern border. He he and he's one of the biggest DACA guys out there, one of the biggest amnesty guys out there. He says, you cannot do this he Says I can't go back to South Carolina. And that's because of this audience. You guys have put these guys on notice, but there's certain guys that are working now with the house and trying to be able to take this bill when it's out and be able to gun deck it and get it through the house. So we, we got a huge firefight on this later in the show too. Jason Trenner, one of the smartest guys on wall street who was on a um, squawk box this morning, Jason Trent going to join us uh, over the weekend. Uh, uh, CEO, Jamie Dimon of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, J.P. Morgan, the C- chairman and CEO, came out with another dire warning about the debt crisis. So $200 billion, I think, again, third or fourth month in a row, as we've told you, in January. Uh, Talib Nassam Tlaib, uh, the uh, the author of the concept of black swan, said, hey, this is not a black swan now. This is a white swan. This is happening. It's going to happen. And uh, I'm going to tie a lot of things together between the CBO report capital markets, the debt clock, all of it. So today we're going, to, we're going to lay the framework of what's really going on in the world, and then what your representatives in Congress are working on, particularly the Senate. I want to bring in Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio, who's been one of the, the leading, not just public intellectuals, but fighters in the trenches. You don't really get that too often. Senator Vance, for, first off, you've got to piece up in the American conservative and, and I want to take some time and walk through this because it's this audience must understand this this piece headline said how the Republican Party in the Senate is working on um, on uh, f- funding the Ukraine forever war and to stop the re-election of Donald Trump Now I want to take our time and go through this piece because this is the type of kind of intellectual work that we need to frame this debate so people know what's going on can you walk us through that sir
1: yeah steve so so first of all just think about this in two phases and we'll walk through each there's the political phase to prevent donald trump from being elected president and then there's sort of an insurance policy phase where even if he is president this bill contains wording that would effectively make it illegal for him to discharge his campaign promises as president but let's start with the political dynamic here steve you, you saw this play out over the last two weeks so uh McConnell and a few other Republican leaders come out and saying we've got this great piece of bipartisan policy. When in reality, the bipartisan border policies you've talked about, we've talked about was a disaster. So step two is then to say, well, we can't advance this great piece of policy. Why can't we advance this policy? Because of Donald Trump, because of the MAGA Republicans in the House, and because of their allies in the Senate. So you do this two-step where you say that Democrats have done a great job on policy, and then you immediately turn around and say, it's Donald Trump's fault that this great policy is not passing. And why are they doing this, Steve? They're doing it to apply as much political pressure as possible to House Republicans to get in line and support this Ukraine funding. And importantly, the fight is not even close to over. So you're gonna have a fight over the government funding deadline, which will involve whether we fund Ukraine in part. You're gonna have this talk of a discharge petition, effectively where a few Republicans give control of the House floor to Hakeem Jeffries the Democratic leader in the House to try to pass more Ukraine funding. There's going to be an omnibus package where I'm sure Ukraine funding will be on the docket. And the point is that the establishment's obsession with funding Ukraine will force them to throw Donald Trump under the bus again and again and again. This will be a nonstop rinse and repeat news cycle where every time the Republican Party gets close to standing on principle and beating back $61 billion of Ukraine funding, you will have the Republican establishment singing the praises of Democrats and then attacking our nominee. And of course, as we get deeper and deeper into the spring and summer, Steve, the political cost is gonna be greater and greater. You, you know this as well as anybody, but there will be advertisements run against Donald Trump and swing states that say, look, Even some Senate Republicans are saying this was great policy, but Donald Trump killed it. Uh, We know voters are really worried about the chaos of the Biden administration, especially on the world stage. They will run advertisements saying, we had a solution to the chaos, but then Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans killed it. This is a constant uh, structure within which they can drive down voter turnout on the Republican side and drive up Democratic turnout on their side in an effort to destroy Donald Trump politically. And I think, Steve, you're gonna see this news cycle repeat itself. The particulars will be a little bit different, but the news cycle will repeat itself, and the goal is going to be to destroy a potential Trump presidency. Now that's the political side, and we could go further into that, or we could talk about, even if Trump manages to survive this onslaught, I think they've got an insurance plan, because I think that's important to talk about too.
0: I want to talk about the insurance plan, but I want to go – look, we had a massive audience all weekend watching this. And, of course, there was spurts of activity, and then it was behind closed doors. Just explain to people what happened over the weekend because I think a lot of our audience are shocked when they saw the, – they were so excited when this thing was kind of voted down on Friday, I think it was. And then you, you, held, the, you held one of the votes open for 24 hours, and things started to shift. How did, what, is, what is it about Ukraine? You called it a fetish. What is it about Ukraine, particularly when you see – Super mega states, Oklahoma, South Dakota. I mean, these are, these are, this is Trump country. These senators flipping. What happened?
1: Well, there are two things going on, Steve. I mean, first of all, to give credit to these guys, even though I disagree with them, some of them really think that this is like the Pearl Harbor moment of their lives. And they've got to stand with Ukraine in the same way that we stood against Nazi Germany and Japan. Of course, the difference is that was our country fighting against Nazi Germany and Japan. And Nazi Germany was much more powerful than Vladimir Putin's Russia. So the comparison doesn't make sense. But these guys have really convinced themselves. You know, they've read Winston Churchill's speeches and they think this is their moment. Now, there's also a less charitable thing going on, Steve, which is these people are all obsessed with going to the Munich Security Conference in a week and being able to tell their globalist friends that they stood and they got Ukraine their money. Now, it won't pass the House in a week, but I, I can't overstate this. How many of these guys want to go and hobnob with the Secretary General of NATO, And they want to sit there with the heads of states of various European countries. And they want to say, yeah, we've got some knuckle draggers in the Republican Party, but we did our job and we delivered that money for Ukraine. So that created this sort of tight deadline over the weekend and into this week, because this this fight's not over, by the way, Steve, Uh, the most important vote maybe is tonight. Uh, So the fight's not over, but it's created this incredible time pressure where Schumer and a select number of Republicans have wanted to get this done. So, yes, the vote went down on Friday, but then there was was this massive pressure campaign over the weekend to try to get this thing over the finish line. And I think that's sort of what you're seeing play out right now. And we're trying to basically put a pressure campaign in the other direction and say, look, uh, we cannot let these guys in the interest of Ukraine destroy our nominee – create a constant civil war within the Republican party, depress our voters, all so that you guys can get $61 billion for Ukraine. But but that's what's going on here. And the thing I'll say, Steve, just behind the scenes, I've, I've never seen the level of emotion from my even Republican colleagues about this, this fight for Ukraine as I have over any other issue. So you talk about the fentanyl crisis, you talk about the Southern border, and yeah, people care, but it's not top of mind. There are some Republicans for whom Ukraine is the most important issue confronting the country. And I just say, even if you're pro-Ukraine funding, and obviously I'm not, don't we have 10 more important issues confronting this nation between the border problem, the debt problem? Why are we so obsessed with this? It is a fetish, Steve, and I can't pretend to understand
0: it. Just before we go to break, and we'll ask to hold you through the break, here's what I understand. You have some of the most prominent hawks including your, your former Marine, you're for strong national offense. you got Lindsey Graham talking about you have, some, And they're giving speeches talking about we can't go back to our communities and our states when we, we have the southern border invasion. That is nas- the debt in the southern border. Are too. This is what I understand. When these guys are reading their Churchill speeches, when they look to the guys against them, and some of these are people that, you know, like Lindsey Graham has been a leader of the DACA. Just give me a minute on that. How, how can they sit there against the opposition and saying, we can't do this, guys. We've got to secure the southern border, take care of our debt, and then we got to figure out Ukraine later?
1: Yeah, Steve, I'll say, look, there have been great people who have been great fighters on this. I mean, some people you'd expect, like Donald Trump Jr., has been sort of hammering this issue from the very beginning. But to your point, even Lindsey Graham, right, he and I don't obviously agree on the Ukraine funding question. But he stood up repeatedly, both privately and publicly, Steve. He's, he's been doing this in private, too, And it's been very effective saying how can we write a a 61 billion dollar check to ukraine when we haven't done anything on the border And, and we know the dynamic here steve we have to force joe biden to do his job because he doesn't want to we can't grant mass amnesty and call that border security we got to force Joe Biden to do his job. And there are a lot of even hawks, even pro-Ukraine people within the Senate conference who are saying, we got to focus on our own border first. I'd put Jim Risch in that category, like like we mentioned Lindsey Graham. And I think it speaks to something very deep here, Steve, where even if you're pro-Ukraine, a lot of people have got the common sense to say our own country's problems have to come yeah. first.
0: Okay. America first, Senator Vance, hang on one second, short break, J.D. Vance on the other second. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. Action. Action.
2: About the agenda for 2024, because you also have laid out very clear advice for what you want Donald Trump to do. Let's listen.
1: I think that what Trump should do, like if I was giving him one piece of advice, fire every single mid-level bureaucrat, every civil servant in the administrative state, replace them with our people. And when the courts, because you will get taken to court, and then when the courts stop you, stand before the country like Andrew Jackson did and say the chief justice has made his ruling, now let him enforce it.
2: Fire everyone in the government, then defy the Supreme Court. You think it's okay for the president to defy the Supreme Court?
1: No, no, George, I did not say fire everyone in the government. I said replace the mid-level bureaucrats with people who are responsive to the administration's agenda. Every That's civil servant anonymous. in the administrative state. One of the state. problems, no, George, I said the mid-level bureaucrats, and one of the problems that we have in this government... You said every you civil servant in the, who the administrative state. Actually, who don't who, let me finish the, the answer, George. You asked the question. We have a major problem here with administrators and bureaucrats in the government who don't respond to the elected branches. Let's just give one very real world example of this. In 2019, Donald Trump, having defeated ISIS, said that we should redeploy our troops in Syria and Jordan out of the region. You had multiple members of the Defense Department bureaucracy who followed on that. So what happened? We have people who are sitting ducks in the Levant right now now, three of whom just got killed because the bureaucrats aren't listening to the political branches. That's a fundamental component of our government, George, that whoever is in charge, agree or disagree with them, you have to follow the rules. If those people aren't following the rules, then of course you've got to fire them. And of course the president has to be able to run the government as he thinks he should. That's you the way the front- constitution works. It has been thwarted too much by the way our bureaucracy has worked over the past 15 years.
2: The Constitution also says the president must abide by legitimate Supreme Court rulings, doesn't it?
1: The Constitution says that the Supreme Court can make rulings, but if the Supreme Court, and look, I hope that they would not do this, but if the Supreme Court said the president of the United States can't fire a general, that would be an illegitimate ruling, and the president has to have Article II prerogative under the Constitution to actually run the military.
0: Okay, uh, Stefan Lais has melted down to cut him off. Of course, he had the Kamala Harris uh, about the 2020 election. This is why J.D. Vance is on the short list under consideration to be President Trump's vice president. Uh, Senator, uh, poison pills, you had him in the NDAA about taking away President Trump's ability to make sure that NATO shifts from a protectorate to an actual alliance. Is there anything Is there anything we're missing in just looking at, we gotta get Ukraine funding to zero. Are, 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 is the Republican party, particularly Mitch McConnell, working with the administrative state to set traps for President Trump's second term?
1: Yes, Steve, and this is maybe the most important point, the thing I want your audience to most take away from what I'm saying here, Steve. In the Ukraine first funding bill, there is funding that is mandatory through 2026. Of course, If Trump wins, as I hope he will, He's gonna be president on January of 2025. So what happens if Donald Trump decides to force Ukraine to go to the negotiating table? What if he releases some of the money, but not all of the money? What if he decides to do what a president has to do, which is conduct diplomacy? Steve, you heard it here first they will impeach him under this legislation that may very well pass tonight out of the United States Senate. I cannot, cannot repeat this enough. The Washington Post has already reported that the purpose of the legislation is to control Donald Trump. So what they're trying to do is create a dynamic where if Trump, follows his own campaign promises, Steve, they're going to say it's illegal and we have to impeach you. It's maybe reason number one why we've got to kill this legislation. We cannot pass a law now that ties Trump's hands in 2026 and gives Democrats an excuse to impeach him. But that's what way too many Republicans are talking about doing.
0: Senator, we're going to be so it's tonight and a big vote tonight. I think so. Maybe even roll over to tomorrow. So we'll be manning the ramparts. Understand you have to go social media to follow you and to follow all this uh, breaking news about this Ukraine uh, bill. Where do we go, sir?
1: I'm JD Vance, one on on X, and I'm sort of on all the social media platforms from Gitter, Truth Social, uh, of course, um, you know Facebook. So follow us, follow along with what we're doing. We're going to be going to the floor multiple times. So are a bunch of other Patriots. But Steve, we have got to defeat this legislation. It's not just about ending the Ukraine first stuff. It's about actually ensuring that if Trump's elected, he can govern effectively. This bill is a direct shot across the bow. We've got to destroy it.
0: Senator Vance, honored. Thank you for carving time away. I know it's very busy today. Thank you, sir.
1: Thanks, Steve. See you, man.
0: This is why J.D.'s on the short list. The guy's not just a, a fighter and a puncher. He's, he can think this stuff through. Okay, let's do a reset. And uh, Grace Chong and Captain Bannon, if you can uh, kindly uh, give me on our inner, our inner calm com. Let uh, our producer know. I think it starts at noon today, and we're going to cover this live. The audience and I want to give a shout out f- to Super Bowl weekend and all the stuff going on. The tremendous participation we had from the War Room posse over the weekend to watch this, and I think it was a fantastic uh, lesson. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on this weekend, meetings, other things, but I was able to keep one ear open and listen to Mike Lee's incredible speech. I mean, it was three or four, I think it was four hours. He walked through everything as a as a as a as a strict originalist, you know, about the Constitution and going through everything here. This weekend, all the masks came off. The mask came off. And I understand Senator Vance is covering and trying to be a colleague to his. But it's it's not going to wash in the fact that you've got J.D. Vance and Tom Cotton and others uh, that have served their country. And you've got people like, um, um, you know, and Cotton's not with us all the time. Um, you know, a lot of people say he's a neocon. You've got Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham's speech, I think it took like an hour. I think it was on Sunday. It was fantastic. And as you know, War is not a huge Lindsey Graham fan. But he laid out the case. Here's what they've done. The, the whole um, border, th- border invasion bill has now been looked at just as a fig leaf. It was a complete roost the entire time because what they want to do, and I keep telling people, I understand pattern recognition pretty well. I think we've got a pretty good track record of showing things far in advance. There is something about this Ukraine situation that I, quite frankly, do not get. It's bigger than payoffs. It's bigger than money laundering. There's something so dark if you go back over the history of President Trump's uh, presidency, uh, the MAGA movement, this, uh, this just sick, and that's what it is sick obsession with funneling money into Ukraine and backing. What are you backing? I mean, right now Zelensky's government's coming apart. There's another three or four star general that said that one of the other guys revered not just the, the head of the military. This is like the number two or three guy. I think is the head of the the actual infantry said that he found out about his farm being cashiered. First time he heard about it, I think it was in the New York Times. On the New York Times page, when they when they gave an alert, the whole thing Ukraine's falling apart. The the elitists and that, they're all going to meet in the Munich conference. Uh, and isn't it ironic that it will be in uh, in Munich, right? The um, they meet this weekend. This is the Arms Festival. This is where all the defense contracts are, and they and, and they go over there, and they're all big shots. And the, but there's something even deeper. In, there's something deep and dark. How President Trump, and we started this show about this. This is why I started war impeachment back with John Fredericks. Uh, we had a Facebook page, I don't know, with a couple hundred thousand people on it on core. And we had, uh, and we had the John Fredericks radio station at uh, the network. I think at the time he had a couple of stations in Richmond, my hometown, and I think maybe in Norfolk, some other places. He was tiny. We started War Room because of War Room impeachment. Because I said at the time, Nancy Pelosi is bound to determine to him, and they started bringing up this Ukraine stuff, and I go, that was kind of a perfect phone call. He's kind of doing what he's supposed to do about making sure that we're not sending just unlimited billions of dollars into these corrupt, these corrupt regimes. This was in August of 2019. We started the show in, I, I think, planned it in September. I think we launched we did a couple – we did one pre-tape, one private to make sure we could pull it off, and then, then we did um, – then we launched in October. I think Real America's Voice picked us up after a couple of weeks, Rob Sick and the guys who we, we had met and done a bunch of stuff at the border with. My point, if you watch it over the weekend, you see the Republicans. They had It was 67-27. I think three or four five or six people abstained. This wasn't close. You had McConnell – and this is that whole way McConnell thinks. And now JD, and you got to read if Grace and Mo can push out that American Conservative article. JD, he's thinking this through. Two things they've done with Trump to handcuff him already in the NDAA, as we continue to talk about. Danes and those guys slipped in, and that huge bill just slipped in one page that makes it uh, that really is unconstitutional. It has to go. It has to go to the Supreme Court. That a pre- Commander in Chief can't unwind a treaty. Remember, it's very specific in to, to sign up a treaty because the founders and framers didn't want a lot of treaties. They didn't want a lot of treaties. They didn't want us to get involved. They didn't want us to go, to go overseas looking for monsters to slay. Remember that one? Remember that? It took everything for Jefferson even to get some, some, some of the frigates uh, you know, to go and, and destroy the Barbary pirates for commerce, but they didn't, want up, they didn't want involvement with Europe. They didn't want to go back to the cockpit of fighting. And this is just not Europe. I mean, we bailed Europe out in World War I, we bailed Europe out in World War II, we bailed Europe out in the Cold War. This is, you're in the heartland, you know, you're, this is somewhere where General Marshall and, and MacArthur and Eisenhower and Field Marshal Montgomery and General Patton would say, not in a million years should we be involved here. This is the bloodlands as they call it, this is the bloodlands, and what are we doing? There's something so dark, so dark, so dark about why these people in Capitol Hill are obsessed with this. J.D. Vance is right, it's a fetish. There's something dark about this. We're gonna get into all of it, break it all down, but he said they set the trap for Trump's second term already. They know he's coming back, and they're trying to handcuff him right now. Short break, back in a moment. When the economy collapses, will you collapse with it? You can feel it coming. All the signs are there. With it comes financial disaster, tight budgets, sacrifice. Plan for the worst with the best. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply has helped millions prepare. They'll help you too, particularly in hard times. Remember, hard times take years to recover from. Make that first year easier with their one-year emergency food kit. Now get it now with $700 in savings at MyPatriotSupply.com. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories every day. That's over 2,000 calories every day for a year at a special price of under $2,000. This rare emergency food kit deal ends this week. You won't see it again anytime soon. So protect yourself, protect your people, protect your family and your loved ones. Start preparing with My Patriot Supply at MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping included. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the one-year emergency food kit, and you get it now at a $700 savings. Take action. Do it today.
2: Feels like magic.
0: Welcome back. We have three um, existential threats facing this country. We have the invasion of the southern border of unparalleled scale. We have a financial crisis, as we've warned on the show for years now and been the leader in walking through the math, and we have uh, Trenner is going to be on here at 11 o'clock. He just got off a squawk box on CNBC this morning. We'll walk through some more math. Jamie Dimon. Now, Jamie Dimon, as I keep telling you, is thinking about running for president in 2028. Jamie Dimon is once again coming out uh, and and warning. They're all saying 10 years, 10 years away. 10 10 years away, the collapse. Uh, Nassim Tlaib, the public intellectual, came up with the concept of Black Swan, a Black Swan event, is now saying that the nation's debt, the nation's debt and the spending, because we just had another month of $200 billion, of deficit, okay, and we've called this deficit, it's gonna be over two trillion this year. Two trillion, again. He's saying that's a white swan, it's in your face, and it's gonna happen. Our analysis shows it's not 10 years, it's gonna be five years max, five years max. So that's why things have to happen now. And you got, you got them over in the Senate, and they're talking about another 100 billion here, 100 billion there, 100 billion there, and Mitch McConnell saying well, it's only percentage, tiny percentage. Imminent collapse. Uh, finally, By- Byron Donalds on Fox yesterday said, hey, uh, you don't shut the border. We're not, f- not going to fund the government on March 1st. And we keep telling you on the event horizon, tonight in the Senate, and then they're going to try to get this discharge petition. We're going to get up on the ramparts and block that. We're going to dare any Republican, particularly somebody who says, oh, I'm a hawk, to do that, but March 1st. The third and over the overarching is the Chinese Communist Party. Remember, we're the platform of anti-CCP. If you read Josh Rogan's book *Chaos Under Heaven*, which is kind of the definitive account of President Trump's fight with the Chinese Communist Party in his first term, they said they had they had these traditional groups. You had you had hawks or hardliners. You had uh, you had accommodationists, the Wall Street guys like Mnuchin and Kushner. You had you had Pompeo and Pottinger, and you had you know these guys in the middle that kind of wanted to you know. Do tough things, but but still kind of uh, you know engage. He says, but the first time, the first time you had a different group, the first time in any administration a different group, and this was he, he called them the Superhawks. This was Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro and uh, and and uh, and uh, uh, others, uh, Stephen Miller and others who. Question the legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party, the legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party to govern Lao Beijing, to govern Lao Beijing. The issue with our with the fight against our existential enemy is the fifth column in this nation that are in business with them. Now, tomorrow, behind closed doors, the House Impeachment Committee is going to have. Tony Babalinski, in, a former naval officer who was a business partner of Hunter Biden. He's going to give behind, uh, in closed door sworn testimony about being an eyewitness to the corruption that came out on the laptop from hell. Um, and Miranda, Miranda Devine reports this today in the New York Post. I want to get that article pushed out uh, about his direct monetary involvement with CCP control companies, because every company that's a major company, uh, is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, yesterday in the Super Bowl, you had these ads, and Biden announced last night he's going on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, the platform of the Chinese Communist Party, as an information war infiltration apparatus, and it's enormously powerful. You're under 30 years old. You get, your, you get your information, your news there. You don't get it on Fox. You don't get it on MSNBC. You don't get it on War Room. You get it on TikTok. Congressman uh, Miller from West by God, Virginia, was the first to come out. That, that commercial we played to you looked quite innocent, shopped like a billionaire. Congressman Miller, what is the problem with that? What is the problem? Not, not just the problem with the ad. It's the problem with... The, the business, the Wall Street and tech community and the NFL and all, you know, the 400 people that toasted she, the murderous dictator in San Francisco a couple of months ago, the same people in business with them today. W- what is your beef? Breitbart's got an amazing article about you. W- what is your beef with that ad?
4: Matt? Well, good morning. I sent a letter to the CEOs at Paramount Global and CBS urging them not to air those advertisements. I mean, it's a company that's basically run by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, the When I saw those ads last night, and this is our Super Bowl, this is the Super Bowl of the United States of America. What in the world are they thinking, running an ad using a, with a company which is similar to Amazon, but... I listened to it, and at first I thought, well, isn't this childish? It looks like it belongs on a kid's show. But then, again, when you just showed it, that little catchy tune sticks in your mind. It's rather subliminal. And the Chinese, A, don't respect us. B, are thumbing their nose at us. And they're laughing at us. So we have this ad in the middle of our incredible game, which... the right guys, I won't say the right guys, but the, the team I was supporting did win. Um, it, it we need to do a better job of making sure that our way of doing business and our laws are listened to and you know it, was it naive for them because it the amount of money they paid for the ads? but by golly, they're sending messages into millions and millions of minds. And so when you look at the prices on those things, who do you think made them? The Uyghurs. They're selling things that are made with forced labor. Uh, Any business person understands the cost of labor and doing business and what they should be doing. And yet here we are allowing Americans to be influenced by bad actors. So to me, it's propaganda and they will continue to profit from us. It's our biggest competitor economically. You were talking about the debt, the trillions and trillions. 34 was the last one I saw, but you're you're saying two more trillion this year. We need to wake up.
0: congressman also amazon i mean this is one of the issues people have with amazon i mean if you look at tiktok because the ccp in their unrestricted warfare understands that in sun tzu they they want to conquer us without firing a shot they don't want to they don't want to go kinetic in the south china sea but they're prepared to but in unrestricted warfare it's information war that is the lead that's what tiktok is to put poison in the heads of our kids this uh temu being like Amazon is to get all your data, all your information, to know exactly what you buy, exactly where you click, and then to start putting ads up there. Isn't the information warfare part uh, as dangerous as just the ability to sell products made by the slave labor of Lao Beijing, ma'am?
4: Absolutely. Um, it's not even ironic anymore if I mention something, then all of a sudden ads come up on my cell phone. That happens every day.
0: The administrative, we'll get to that. We're going to have the silent guys on here in a little while. They're going to tell you exactly what Congressman Miller's talking about. So did I take it the uh, the, the CEO of CBS and, and Paramount Plus and all that, they came back to you and said, uh, yes, you're right, and we, we'll make sure that that never happens again, that we'll never allow CCP companies to basically infest uh, the American Super Bowl?
4: No, no, no. I had no response whatsoever. Um, And they do have the right to sell ads to people. But, you know, there's so much messaging going on in our country today. So shouldn't they also shouldn't the light bulb go on with them that maybe we shouldn't be allowing ads that promote communist China and their party on our Super Bowl?
0: Ma'am, West Virginia is a, is a state of patriots. They've given more in the, in the wars throughout the world, uh, have, have always served their country. Your constituents, where are their heads right now when you talk about the debt? Where are their heads right now about the spending and about, you know, the southern border and the evasion and the Chinese Communist Party? Do, do, do they agree with you or, or do they back up the contention that this is an all-hands-on-deck moment when we're being invaded uh, and infiltrated by the CCP?
4: One hundred percent. They're very strong against, you know, the, the millions of you know, the dollars that that come through the border back and forth, the um, the marketing of children, the um, drugs have been a huge issue in West Virginia. Um, you know we can get back to when bad policy does bad things to states and our country. Um, but we we had a real downturn in West Virginia when they tried to kind of reinvent what we do. Um, and so it, it's really strongly felt in our state. we are so patriotic and we see what's happening and I know everyone here, Feels the same way. We should not be allowing those types of messages. Um, and, you know, they, they believe in law and order. They, I mean, we're, I hate to say old fashioned, but we have the morals and the ethics of what founded our country. I don't really, that really isn't old fashioned. That's being patriotic and being um, a very strong state for what our country stands for. And we need a strong leader. Don't forget this would not happen if Donald Trump was president of the United States. We wouldn't be sliding in the direction we are sliding. We need strength. We need it in the House, we need it in the Senate, we need it in the White House, absolutely 100%. We need strong leadership.
0: By the way, those old fashioned values are are, 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 what's gonna save us. Senator Vance was just on here and he said in the Ukraine bill, They've got these uh, tripwires and and booby traps from President Trump about Ukraine spending that could lead to another impeachment like Nancy Pelosi did. Uh, What about your colleagues, certain colleagues meeting even with senators about a discharge petition, turning the, the floor over to Hakeem Jeffries to jam this Ukraine bill through? What would your constituents say about that?
4: They would be appalled that we would even allow such a thing. Um, Things are upside down. People's hair is on fire. We have got to do what we need to do and stand together as a country, stand together as a party in the House as well, and get accomplished what we need to do to get a hold of our economy. You know, we just passed a tax bill. There there are things that we have to do as a Congress. That's what people send us here to do, is to represent them and, and pull our country back to where it needs to be. The economy was flourishing. Congressman, where to Go ahead.
0: With President Trump. Uh, where do people we got to bounce, we got to heart out here. Where to where, uh, where do people go to follow you on social media? What's your website they can find out more about you?
4: Well, I have electcarolmiller.com. You, you can Google Congresswoman Carol Miller. I'm there.
0: Fantastic. What's what's again? What's the what's the website where they go to?
4: Elect Carol dot com. Or you can just, you know, look up hey. Congresswoman Miller.
0: Let folks in West Virginia, it's those old fashioned values, the values that form this country are going to save this country. It never change. I know they're not going to change. They're, they are rocks. One of the greatest states in this union, West by God, Virginia, Carol Miller, West Virginia one. Thank you for joining us here in the war room. Need to see everybody at uh, at CPAC next week. Is it next week? I think it is next week. We are really going to come in large. We're going to come in large uh, on uh, with War Room. Got a bunch of surprises for you, a bunch of initiatives we're launching, audience participation. Ask anybody in the chat rooms has ever come to any of these groups like Turning Point or other things. When we go live, it's going to be incredible. Real America's Voice, Robin Parker-Sig, building out a great, huge studio there. Full-spectrum dominance, but we need you. Short break. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax courts shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. TaxUSA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 and visit Tax Network USA. That's tnusa.com slash Bannon. Tnusa.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want to get this right. CPAC.org slash War Room. You can still get the tickets for 95 bucks. They've already popped because they're selling out so big. They're already popped the price to, I think, one ninety-five. You can still get it for ninety-five dollars. We need a show of force. We're gonna have a great time, as people will tell you, we'd meet and greet we'll meet everybody over the four days. CPAC.org slash war room. JD will be there speaking. The president's coming. He's gonna give a blast. speech. He's actually coming during the Saturday of the South Carolina primary and then leaving for a um, and then leaving for, uh, I think, another rally in South Carolina, and then his victory party. Uh, so, everybody, we need, we're need we going to have an amazing time, and it's 100 bucks. That's cpac.org slash war room. Go there now and get a general mission ticket, get in, and be a part of the audience participation. Uh, make Mo, if Mo and Grace can put that up, make sure everybody gets it. We're going to have a fantastic time. Also, how do I stay jacked up, particularly all weekend? You guys were amazing. I was in and out because I had other meetings I had to attend or had to focus on. But every time I would come back, either on Rumble or in, um, in the Getter, it was, the audience was incredible. The participation was incredible. Warpath.coffee slash worm. You get your discount by putting in the worm. Go and get your discount. Big, I think 15, 20% discount, something like that. This is what will get you up in the morning and get you focused. Kaboom! To get it done. Next uh, segment, I'm bringing in Jason Trenner. He just gave a star turn on um, Squawk Box this morning. Uh, we're going to have him in. Uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, <laughs> let's say this, did not accept his theory of the case about Donald Trump uh, returned to the White House, so that's when we get him in here. Uh, over the next, I don't know, it's going to be relentless until Trump gets back, but particularly up until March 1st, because Donald had our back yesterday and said, we're not going to fund the government if you're going to keep the border open. And now Biden's run around. They're all, Oh no, it's the, it's Republicans fault. It's Trump's fault. They're all pointing fingers at each other. And Axios are leaking a story that Biden knows the story so well and knows all the tough questions to ask and the details, all nonsense. Go to birchgold.com right now slash warm. I'm going to be talking about the CO, CBO projections. What's happening in this budget, the deficits that are just continue to be enormous. Also, Jamie Dimon, uh, uh, Nassim Tlaib, the uh, the uh, thinker that came up with the concept of black swan. It's here, and it's happening, and it's going to be bad. you got to get in front of it. That's why you go to com slash Bannon and uh, talk to Philip Patrick and the team about gold as a hedge, a hedge in times of turbulence. You don't think it's turbulent? Uh, just see what you see. Don't take it from me. Mike Lindell. Mike, you got a big award. Oh, I saw these videos, President. You, what happened on Saturday night down in Mar-a-Lago? You're hanging, Mike. You know, we're populist here at the War Room. We know you're populist, my pillow, but my store. You're populist, giving the little guy a break by creating a huge platform to compete with the Chinese, with was a Temu, the CCP, and Mike doesn't keep your data. Um, but you got a big award down in Mar-a-Lago, and the crowd, that was pretty awfully, awfully, sir.
3: Yeah, they gave me. I was very humbled. It's uh, the Patriot Award for 2024 American Hero by the Trumpets in USA. So I was very humbled. I got a got to do a good speech and get everybody on board with uh, securing our election platforms. And uh, um, they uh, it was a great response. Everybody's going, you know, the questions afterwards. Steve, they just kept coming up to me, going. You know, are we going to get this the, our election secure in time? And I told him the to hope. We've got so many counties now that are committed to paper ballots and counted. I told him about the Lindale plan to go to LindalePlan.com. It was a great night. The president came up to me and uh, uh, he t- uh, we talked for a little bit. And he, uh, I'm staying in Mar-a-Lago right now. And we uh, um, hope to see him again this week and uh, maybe get to a couple of rallies.
0: Um, I wanna by the way, I'm gonna have I'm gonna try to get Wendy Rogers, some of the other people forever in Arizona. There was a bill passed and signed on Friday. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have people explain it and then some people maybe have issues with it. Other people think it's terrific. So we're gonna do that. I think we're gonna try to pull it off in the six o'clock hour today. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of different opinions on this and, and what's happening going forward. Um, but we are gonna be covering the Senate pretty much nonstop. So six o'clock tonight. Uh, and we'll get some scheduling, get some good people in here to talk about this. When when people um, ask you, Mike, uh, the the focus is, um, and their big concern is, is how we, you know, Trump is everywhere, ascendant. You see the math, you see the demographics, you see it's all going our way. How do we stop it from being stolen?
3: We go, we get to paper ballots, hand count. We have a great plan laid out, and we're we're we have over three hundred thousand people in all fifty states. Uh, And uh, we're rolling everything through in in March. And we're basically approaching every single county in the country, again, with a new sales pitch. We have so many things we've learned in the last three years. And like I said, we've got over 200 counties committed. We're going to get more and more and more. They just have questions, and we have all the answers for them. And uh, we want to get to what the RNC put in their resolution which is paper ballots, hand counted, same-day voting, precinct level, and signature required. Yep. And we'll get every county as the best it can be before 2024, and um, we're going to just put everything we can into it, and you can check it out at LindellPlan.com. everybody. Check it out. And uh, it really is a great plan, and it's working. Uh, we just had great things come out of New Hampshire, where over 25 towns now are on the ballot in March to, go, to get rid of the machines, go to paper ballots, hand count it. And um, we're gonna have all hands on deck for every election. Um, every election leading up is small, big, it doesn't matter, leading up to 2024. We have great examples where we've used our paper ballot hand counting system in Osage County, Missouri over a year ago. So we've already used our own system here and uh, it worked. The Democrats, Republicans counting together and it got down the same time as the machines with 100% accuracy. So we have all the answers for these county clerks and these that are in charge of our elections. Most counties in this country, uh, you can go from the county up. There's very few states where it's secretary of state down. So we're working hard in every single state and county, and and um, we're um, we're not um, we're going to have this election secure and going forward yeah. uh, for our country. this just saves our country, everybody. It really does.
0: Okay. Mike, can you hang on? I'm going to hold you through the other side because I want to get an update on the, on the company. Um, We've got a lot to go through today. We have a, a nation that is in a crisis right now on debt. And we're about to get a margin call that will wipe everything in front of us away. Some of the smartest minds in the world are starting to talk because they don't want to be blamed for this later. Jamie Dimon, chairman and CEO of JP Morgan, Tlaib, the black swan, Many, many, many others. Jason Trent is going to join us at the top. He laid down today on Squawk Box. Got a little blowback. We'll show it all. Short commercial break. Hour 2 of the morning edition of War Room, up next. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that fifty six million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done with debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. com. All one word. Warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth. All one word. WARROOMHEALTH.com. Go there today.